Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, this is Eric from Stand Up Travel here in Sweden. And it's great to be partnering with Melfest Monday. Go and visit our website, standoptravel.se, to book your next trip to Sweden. And we're looking forward to host you. Happy Melfest! Set four. Nitty six point. We can put it on two seven. It's already for the one. Two one. Two one. Gratis two seven. This is Melfest Monday. So you just heard there, Tusa winning Melody Festival in 2021 with his song Voices. And now, because Melfest's over, it also means this is the final episode of the current series of Melfest Monday. But we are not quite done yet, though, are we, Rob? We've got another hour or so of Melody Festival and content. We've got some fab interviews lined up over the next hour or so to round up what has been a fantastic edition of Sweden's biggest television show. Yeah, we have had an absolute blast talking to you over the last seven weeks. It has been a delight hearing your thoughts on this podcast. It's been brilliant to have you along for the ride. And yeah, we thought we'd give you a special treat, given it is the final episode. The first gift from me to you, it's a returner from last week's episode. We got such a great reaction from you guys to my interview with Stina Sternqvist, who is SVT's photographer at Melody Festivalen. So given that she was probably quite busy on Saturday's final, and those are her pictures of Tusa and all of the other artists celebrating after the final, well, we thought we'd get her back. Uh, Spoiler, she was very tired, but it was lovely to have her on, and we will hear from her again a bit later. 
uh, another person who is joining us today who is also very tired uh, didn't go to bed until half past six on Sunday morning. It wouldn't be an episode of Melfest Monday without Toby F from Afton Blarden. I managed to sit down with him on Sunday for a fantastic chat about Melfest, about Tusa's chances at Eurovision and what Melfest will look like as Krista Bjorkman bids farewell. And also another special guest joins us. We, of course, have been joined by brilliant people like the backing vocalist Ian Orberg, like Gustav Darlander, like Axel Schillström, former star of Melody Festivalen. And for the final episode, we are joined by somebody who brought us so much joy, or at least us English-speaking viewers of Melody Festival and she brought us so much joy. It's one of the English language commentators from the final of Melody Festival and Bella Kvist. We've got all that and more still to come. You're listening to Melfest Monday, a podcast from the Eurotrip. So that's right, the seventh and final episode of Melfest Monday. It is a pleasure, as always, to have you along with us. And with us today, as our special guest throughout, is indeed one of the uh, the special commentators who is working for SVT at the weekend, Bella Christ. Welcome along. Thank you so much for joining us on Melfest Monday. How are you? I'm well, thank you. And thank you so much for having me along. Now, Bella, you, of course, were, were one of, of two English language commentators providing English language commentary for the first time on Melody Festivalen, which, of course, this is an English language uh, Melfest podcast. You know, it's, it's fantastic that SVT gave us that option last night. And I'm sure there were, and you must have got these messages, you know, thousands of people being able to, to enjoy what you were doing last night. Yes, I still don't have a number actually as to exactly how many people tuned in, but it was amazing to see the amount of messages that we got through on Twitter and elsewhere. Uh, so it does seem like a lot of people tuned in, which was uh, super, super nice. Uh, and I, I just hope that we did an okay job um, and that people enjoyed it. Obviously, as you say, it was the first time SVT did it. It was a fairly quick turnaround. And uh, so, you know, we, we're just hoping that we did okay and that it all sounded Okay, despite the fact that, you know, this year has its own technical challenges. Uh, Olivia was sitting in London and I was in, in Stockholm. The sound guy was in Gothenburg, you know. So, uh, but I hope it, it sounded okay in the end. And it was, I mean, I'm just so thrilled. Uh, it was a real dream come true for me personally to get to do this. So, yeah. We'll ask you about your thoughts about Saturday night very shortly but I'd love to ask you for, from a personal point of view for somebody who's in Sweden what is it like to get the call to find out that you're going to work on Melody Festival and I'm, I'm trying to compare it to something like you know for for somebody who who loves to play football it's like playing football at the World Cup or I don't know going into space or something ridiculous like that what's it like for you to get that call to say you're going to work on Melody Festival and <laughs> Honestly, I did not know what I I I I don't know. I might you know it was the craziest thing. It was an email actually, and uh, it came out of nowhere. And well, not entirely out of nowhere, but I was so shocked. I was actually just organising my my sister's virtual baby shower to be held like an hour later, and so this really threw me off. And I had to just sit down and like breathe for a minute and, uh, and ring up my, you know, my friends and say, Oh, my God, this just happened. And then still try and just like forget about it to do the baby shower. <laughs> and then come back to did this really happen? Yes, it did. Oh, my goodness. Um, no, it was absolutely crazy. I have been a fan of of Melody Festival in my whole life and of Eurovision for as long as I can remember and it's always been my my dream to one day be the commentator for Eurovision 
and so for them to call and uh, and say you know do, do you want to do this for, for melody festival and which i obviously never knew even was an option like you know because they've never done this before so it's absolute dream come true and i'm just delighted and so honored that they that they asked me to do it and uh, I was so happy to have Olivia on board I know that she was also fairly surprised when I rang her up and said so um how do you you know would you like to do this <laughs> and uh, uh yeah I know that she was uh super thrilled and she said yes straight away and um, it was just a, a case of you know making sure that we that we could do it Bella, you mentioned there, of course, that, you know, you, you got to, to work with Olivia on this, which was fantastic. And, and having two female commentators do the commentary was a fantastic thing, as exemplified by uh, Dr. Ellie on Twitter. And I know that you retweeted this yourself. And I just thought it was the perfect tweet for, for the moment. She said, look, having two women who definitely end all their texts with an X do the commentary just hits differently and more people should try it. I mean, that summed <laughs> it up perfectly for me. It made me laugh so much. Um, I should say, don't finish <laughs> all my texts. <laughs> but I can understand what she's what she's saying, and I love it. Like, I, oh, I'm so if that's how we came across, you know, I I don't know. I was actually trying to explain it to my Swedish boyfriend. In Sweden, we don't use the X at all, like that. And so he was like, "What should, what does she mean?" And I thought, "How? Can, I don't exactly know how to explain it." But there's a certain I take it as a great compliment, you know, that you sound I don't know like a um, a nice person. Um, it just made me laugh so much. And I'm so glad that it did go down well, us doing it. <laughs> and it worked really, really well. I think the pair of you did a fantastic job to bring Melfest even to a newer audience, because we've seen what the viewing figures have been like in Sweden itself. And I presume that is going to be replicated around, around Europe, at least, where people are looking for fantastic Saturday night entertainment. So thank you both for doing that. I can't believe we've not talked about the show itself yet and, and all of the acts. And presumably for you, you have been following Melfest since semi-final one uh, back in February, was it? So you must have been a fan for the, for this this entire year. Absolutely. I've been sat, you know, on my sofa every Saturday night with my with my uh, crisps and dip, the way we Swedes do it. We, did a dip for the crisps um and uh, yeah of course been dad dancing along to Arving and I and all the so rest what, of the what dip do, what dip do you go for Bella sorry is it, is it, is it a specific <laughs> does it have to be a specific type of dip or are we talking like a hummus what are we talking so so the it, for me it'd be a hot holiday we call it so it's a it's like a mix of uh, spices that you that's already like pre-made you bet get it in the shop and my favorite is the there are many many brands of course public service and all that but there is a certain one that's uh, I think it's called Hot Holiday or something along those lines that I enjoy. Uh, and it has a sort of garlicky, peppery taste and you mix it with uh, sour cream. So it's like, a yeah, and, and then and it's a cold dip and you uh, have your uh, crisps with that. I've never found it in uh, England, actually, the equivalent of like, it's a weird, I don't know, the Swedes are obsessed with their dips. And so that's what it's all about for Mellow. It's a completely different thing, but it's a bit like I always think when you go on a European holiday and you can always find an oregano flavoured crisp. We don't have that. We have dill flavoured crisps, but not oregano. Love a herby uh, crisp out there. A herby crisp. Yes, love a herby crisp. Look at Sorry. this. I, I asked a very simple question about Melody Festival and, and Rob chips in and starts to talk about 
chip flavors and crisps. Honestly, can <laughs> we get this back on track? Honestly, Bella, tell us about your love of Melody Festival in this year, because we have spoken so much about this on the podcast this year, about how big this year has been and how many big names there have been. Can you give us an idea about what Melfest this year has meant to you? Oh my goodness. Uh, it has been an absolutely brilliant year for, Mel- for Melody Festival and there have been so many great acts genuinely and I think the approach that SVT chose this year as well where they chose you know a new uh, host, new presenters for each episode. Um, I, I was so unsure to start with I thought oh you know this is so different but I think it's turned out so well. It almost made like every Saturday every show its own sort of finale, its own thing which I really enjoyed. And I just think gen- generally in this, you know, with the year that we've all had, uh, it, this is just, I've been looking forward to it so much, even though, you know, even not knowing I'd get to be a part of it. I was really looking forward to it because I know it just brings that light and joy and sort of happiness in this. That is what is, you know, normally and this year, even more so maybe a uh, really dark time of the year in Sweden. And it's just gray and you get all the, the mushy weather and it's dark and you know nothing fun goes on but there's mellow to just like light up your life somehow um so to me I think it's definitely meant more to me this year than ever and it's just been such a treat to see SVT put on these great um you know shows every Saturday night six weeks in a row and and the talent has been absolutely outstanding so I've loved every minute of it. Absolutely. I mean, even <laughs> the semi-final with uh, Penilla and Pad just made me laugh so <laughs> much. I just, uh, it's been brilliant. Yeah. So pleased. I, me- I messaged um, the, the group chat that we've got last night saying um, Oscar and Anis for me were also fantastic. I think the hosts, as you say, this year have been, you know, a level above and each show has had its own form of identity, which has been fantastic. Yeah. The final, of course, the, the headlines of which were, of course, Tusa's win, but also, you know, Krista's final show uh, for Melody Festival. And, and in your, you know, commentary spot in the basement in the arena last night, it must really have, have you know, got to you how much of a monumental final it was on Saturday. Absolutely. I mean, it was, um, I almost got a bit emotional, actually. And it, it felt... Um, really strange to for it to be my first Melody Festival and then his last and he's you know he is he is Melody Festival and in so many ways it's going to be I know that the people taking over will do it brilliantly and it's going to be amazing of course but he's sort of synonymous with the whole thing it's it's, it is weird Uh, and actually I think I can say this um, on the sort of rehearsal on Saturday before the big final uh, you know we they always do the fake vote just to practice whatever might happen. And uh, actually for the winning performance, rather than having whoever won perform, Christa Bjorkman did his, uh, he performed, he did a little song as like a final goodbye to the whole production and to everyone, which was so lovely. Um, and I was, yeah, touched. <laughs> it, was, it felt like a, a really nice thing to get to be part of. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. So here we are, the final episode of Melfest Monday of the current series. I keep saying the current series, which is a big promise to make, given that it's 48 hours after 2021's edition of Melody Festival. And who knows what we'll be doing in 2022? That is quite a big commitment to make. If you want to be doing Melfest Monday next year, that's absolutely fine. I may well be 
off doing other things. Imagine if you're doing other things and you've already committed to this. Be a, a very bad conversation for you to have with a with a future employer. Uh, by the way, I've just got to do this uh, this independent Melfest Monday podcast. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> However, kind of being seriously, if you would like Melfest Monday to return, uh, do let us know. Uh, obviously, we're on Twitter at Eurotrip Podcast on Instagram as well. You can also email us hello at eurotrippodcast.com. Uh, if you do want it back. We'll do what we can. I'd like to bring it back, but we'll see. Uh, that's all we'll say at this at this point. But, you know, if none of you tweet us, then, well, obviously you didn't care. Yeah, we'll just not bring it back. Obviously, of course, the only time we can bring it back is when Melfest is on. We're not going to bring it back in June or July because it would be a very short run. It would be very short episodes, wouldn't it? What would we talk about? Yeah, me and James have become famous at the moment for um, kind of ad hoc bonus episodes. And... <laughs> I think it's probably unlikely that you'll get a bonus episode of the Malfest Monday podcast in August, say. Um, never say never, though. Never say never. Uh, we've we've gone completely off topic. Uh, we are here to tell you uh, what happened on the final edition of the Malfest Monday Hall of Fame. Uh, James, give us a little reminder. Yeah, absolutely. It was the final edition of Melfest Monday's Hall of Fame last week where we both pitched what we thought or what we considered to be the best Melfest songs uh, of all time. I think Rob actually chose his favourite. I just chose something that was uh, was, was top of my uh, Apple Music playlist over the weekend. Uh, and it, it showed because nobody really gelled with mine. I chose Adrenaline uh, by Mendes. Or I think he was DJ Mendes back in 2002. Uh, and that only got 27% of the, vote, of the vote. And no surprise, Rob, you're As I Lay Me Down by Victoria. Um, cleaned up 73% of the public vote over on our Twitter account. Yeah, very pleased with that. Or at least it did clean up once I'd corrected the song title. Uh, because given how much I like the song, I initially spelled it wrong. And then somebody corrected me. And then I reposted the poll. Anyway, all fine. And I win the final edition of the Memphis Monday Hall of Fame. So, delighted with that. Uh, go on. You got your hand up. What do you want? I do. I'm going to put you on the spot. We've done, uh, we've, we've inducted six, I think, artists into the Memphis Monday Hall of Fame. I don't think you've got your notebook in front of you. So, on the spot, from your head, who's in there from the 2021 edition? Uh, Mons is in there twice. Yeah, that's two. Alcazar in there. Yep. Uh, Victoria's in there from last week. Yep. Which brings us one short. Or is it two short? How many have we done? Can you remember anybody listening? You remember who's in there? I remember Sammy and Victor. Anna Bergendahl is in there. There you go. There's the six. There Congratulations. We go. Imagine if we'd made notes and that horrid segment wouldn't have been so long. But there you go. Those are the six artists, or at least five, if you count once twice, artists who are in the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame. Uh, we are busy at the moment uh, trying to make some sort of memento or trophy uh, to, to send out to them. But I imagine uh, shipping costs to Sweden aren't cheap nowadays so maybe they'll have to wait a little bit longer until they get something uh, because i'm sure they will they'll want something to go in the mantelpiece i'd have thought i'd have thought so yeah i mean presumably when we're allowed to travel again uh, we'll just take a big backpack full of them uh, out to sweden we'll all knock them together i'll use the expertise that i got from uh, art class at school uh, i got my mark in year nine art based entirely on the fact that i painted over somebody else's name and wrote my name on their uh, on their piece of work instead um so that's that's kind of the skills that I'm bringing to the table. Hopefully, you've got got more than that. I'm a, I'm a decent woodworker. I remember design technology 
back in high school, made a desk tidy to put my pencils and pens in, and it still has pride of place uh, where nobody can see it in the living room. So good news, Mons. Something like that. If you want yourself a Melfest Monday Hall of Fame desk tidy, you're in luck. <laughs> this is Melfest Monday. So we've got loads more still to come your way on this, the final episode of Melfest Monday from us here at the Eurotrip. We'll be back with Bella Christ a little bit later on uh, to chat Eurovision generally. And there's also my big interview with Toby Eck from Afton Blardet still to come. But Rob, uh, you mentioned this at the top of the episode. We got such a fantastic reaction from listeners online last week after your tremendous interview with who? With Stina Sternquist. Uh, nearly got her name wrong, but Stina Sternquist uh, joined us last week. She is SVT's official uh, Melody Festival and photographer, and she was able to give us, James's favourite phrase, a unique insight into the world of Melody Festival uh, last week. And yeah, it was brilliant to hear from so many of you how much you enjoyed that interview, because Stina is the sort of person that you don't usually hear from, and that is the point of this podcast, is to bring you closer to Melody Festival. So we thought... Let's get her back, because obviously she's going to have experienced the final unlike anybody else. You know, she's been in that bubble for final week. She's been there throughout the course of the grand final in the Anexit arena. So I thought I'd hit her up on Sunday. Understandably, she was very, very tired. Uh, so I asked exactly how she was feeling. Yeah, I'm, I'm so tired now. Like yesterday was the ending of a like six week long marathon and you need to like take all the energy you possibly have left and just squeeze it out in the end. And that was what happened yesterday. So now I'm like drained, but, but happy. What, what time did yeah. you manage to, to finally leave the arena and come home? Because of course the show in Sweden would have finished uh, around 10 PM. Yeah. And we left at, uh, uh, at midnight. Uh, so I needed to uh, pack all my things and or first it was, of course, uh, the celebration of Toussaint and I followed him around to the press conference and from the press conference uh, and then like um, everywhere he went, everyone was like, yay, like celebrating him and uh, into his um, dressing room and they were like celebrating. So I like followed him around for a bit and then I needed to, you know, pack my things and um, yeah, take all the uh, pictures into the uh, computer. And, you know, after six weeks of being at the same place, all your things are scattered everywhere. And then you, <laughs> when I packed them all, I was like, how did I manage to bring so much things here? So, yeah, but I left at midnight. And then got to bed significantly after that as well. So <laughs> you must be pleased to have a chilled Sunday at least, because we're talking on Sunday, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very pleased. Even if I'm relieved that it's finally over, I'm sure I will miss it in one week when it's like Saturday. I'm like, no, it's over, is it? Well, it's so weird, isn't it? Because, of course, as you say, you are one of the only people who has been able to experience the Melfest bubble this year from start to finish. So that is a, a hole in your life now, isn't it? Now it's all finished. Yeah, uh, it is. Um, it's been so strange this year. So I'm not sure how to how to how I will remember it in you know when we go forward and how I will think about it 
I'm very happy that I got to be a part of it, even though it was so few people there. But really, I'd love for it to be a regular year with all the people. And like, I really miss that. But at the same time, I'm really happy that I've, I've been a part of it. Now, of course, we've got you back on the podcast for the second week in a row because we had such a brilliant reaction to, to having you on on last week's episode. And I think what a lot of people said was that they were just fascinated by the, the insight and the access that you were able to, to give everybody listening. So just take us into the arena last night, Saturday. What was the atmosphere like? Because it was a special show for, for many reasons, for Tussa, but also for, for Krista Bjorkman as well. Yeah, yeah, it was both those things and it was like I had such a hard time um, planning in my head because I was like okay there are two very important things happening tonight there's obviously the winner and it's also Bjorkman's last Melfest and then I wanted to like close with my pictures I wanted to close both chapters and then I was like how am I gonna do that and you know be it two places at the same time even though we didn't have an audience, it was, you could feel it, uh, that it, it, was, uh, it was important and it was for real. It was like sometimes when you do um, the broadcast, it feels like, oh, it's just another rehearsal because you don't have the atmosphere of the people there. And, but this time we really felt that this is it. Um, and especially as their program went on and with the, uh, with the boats coming in, that such things it's or at least I, I was I was really nervous um I really felt the yeah the tingling feel that I usually get when it's like regular uh finals and then Christer was you could see that he was relieved and happy and yeah what once the the tv cameras you know stop once the broadcast for us at home finishes you know, you have that special insight into what happens afterwards. And, and there must have been a huge sense of, of emotion once everything was done last night. Yeah. The funny uh, part about um, TV shows and such is that when cameras are off, the second they're off, they start tearing it uh, down. So it's like two minutes afterwards, it's like, was this a st TV studio before? <laughs> and... Um, and even though people are still lingering and, and you know, uh, talking and partying, um, the lights are on and it's like, they, it, that's, it's not a moment of, oh, let's uh, just enjoy this moment. It's like tearing it down uh, instantly and then just moving everyone to, like, it was a little bit hard to follow where people went because it, it was kind of scattered. Some people I didn't see after the show was over at all, um, but most people went to the to artists' dressing uh, area, and yeah, the the feeling there was really upbeat. And and the thing that that everybody will have been able to see looking at your pictures is is just the the sheer joy from from Tusa from winning last night and you know it must have been a privilege to to have been able to to take those shots last night yeah yeah definitely he's the best at giving reactions it's, it's like we couldn't ask for a better reaction than he gives and he was like for for all the while I was following him which is 
maybe an hour after he won he was like filled with it and you know he was like uh yeah a really good winner in that sense and in, in every sense of course now Stina unfortunately you know we're all sad Malfest's finished you're pleased it's finished because you finally get to rest uh, <laughs> what 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 uh, what does the rest of 2021 look like for you? Of course, the world is is a is a strange place right now. But have you got jobs booked in? And you know, what sort of stuff are you up to when Melfest isn't on our TV screens? Um, like recently, last year I started studying again. So uh, I'm I'm currently studying also full time. So I'm gonna continue with that. And um, like I started that because of the COVID situation and all of the jobs were instantly gone like that. So I was like, oh, let's just study in the meantime and then we'll see what happens. Stina, thank you so much. And we really appreciate on behalf of the listeners for you bringing such an insight that we've not had before from Melody Festival. And, you know, hopefully the listeners have, have loved hearing from you because I definitely have. So thank you. Thank you so much. It's been, it's been really nice talking to you. And thank you, all the listeners and stuff. I like. I'm really glad that someone liked it. This is Melfest Monday. I'm sure you'll agree, uh, listening at home. Another fantastic insight uh, from from Stina there. Uh, although, as you say, she was a little bit tired. Uh, but we said this a little bit earlier on. You guys at home really enjoyed hearing from Stina last week. A couple of tweets we got last week. Uh, one from Tom on Twitter, he says he loves Stina's work, though he is a little bit jealous. Uh, I did look at his uh, his Twitter bio, uh, and I think he is a photographer as well. So maybe he will join Stina one day in, uh, in Sweden to do Melody Festival. And, uh, another one from Ko uh, on Twitter, he says, uh, no offence to the other speakers on this episode, but uh, I just immediately jumped to Stina's interview. It was great to hear her give us a glimpse of her work at Melody Festival and, and elsewhere. Uh, but he's absolutely right. It was, uh, it was great to get her insight. Yeah, uh, both of you who tweeted in there, the tweets that James read out, I actually sent those to Stina on email and uh, she sent a personal thank you. She said, please do thank people for uh, for getting in touch. So there you are. That's from from her, uh, from me, from her. That makes sense. I don't know. Uh, yeah, she said <laughs> that she was planning on spending uh, her first day post Melfest uh, catching up on all of the episodes she's missed of RuPaul's Drag Race. So I hope she was doing that. Maybe I don't know with a takeaway pizza, maybe a drink. I don't know. I just hope she hope she got the chill time that she deserves. When you said she was going to spend her time catching up with the episodes of, I thought you were going to finish that with uh, Melfest Monday. But clearly, <laughs> because she didn't say that, she's been a she's been a listener since day one. So nothing to worry about there. Yeah, she. Uh, along with Krista, Bjorkman, I imagine uh, Mons. I like to think maybe they, they pop it on loudspeaker before the uh, before the shows. That's the last bit of research, isn't it? The host, the presenters think, right, okay, what little gems have we missed out on in our scripts here? Let's have a quick listen to Rob and James and see if we've missed anything out here. And presumably they then sit there and go, oh, is that how you pronounce their name? I, who knew? <laughs> Oh, dear me. Anyway, uh, there's more from Bella Christ still to come uh, a little bit later on if we uh, look forward to Eurovision 2021. But as I said, we've still got another chat with Toby Eck still to come. And it's coming up right now. This is a fantastic chat I had with him uh, on Sunday, which was just a few hours after the Melfest final on Saturday night. Toby did not go to bed until half past six on Sunday morning. So it was great that he managed to donate us a little bit of time 
to have a conversation all about Melody Festival and about Tusa's chances at Eurovision in May and what Melfest may look like post Krista Bjorkman. But I started off by asking him, did he ever think Tusa would win Melfest 2021 with his song, Voices? Well, we saw it coming miles away. Uh, th- this was uh, basically the first uh, artist and song people started talking about uh, in November. And then when we heard the songs um, in February, uh, we realized, yes, this is this is absolutely in the competition. Uh, saw his performance in the uh, in his uh, uh, in his heat, uh, realizing, okay, so this will be the one to beat. And then Eric Sader came with uh, with his song, and we realized, okay, there might be a little bit of a competition. Uh, but during the the last week up to the final, uh, you've seen the uh, how uh, Tusa's song has been streaming on Spotify, but also uh, how people have have talked about it and and the, the interest for him rather than than the rest of the. Um, um, the rest of the artists as much so and and then after watching the um the dress rehearsal friday night it was like okay so this might very well be a, a landslide which it also was uh so so to uh, taking uh, maximum points from from the swedish audience with almost three million votes uh compared to um, the second highest, uh, which was the Mamas from the from the from the televotes so, uh, or the audience, and they got 1.6 million votes. So so this was uh, it was amazing. Uh, it, it's it's very clear that this is the only option for a winner this year. And why do you think he's managed to sort of transcend all of the, the voting public and, and the juries? Because it's got to be said that he is a newcomer. He's a newbie to Melody Festival. And uh, he's the first person to have won Idol in Sweden and then come across to, to Melody Festival. And how, how has he managed to do this at such a young age as well? And, and also very important to, to, to realize that Idol is it's not very big in Sweden anymore. It's, it's big in certain age groups, but um, it, it, it roughly has 800 to 900,000 viewers on an average uh, uh, um, final night uh, broadcast uh, Idol, where Melody Festival has way over 3 million viewers. Uh, so even though he won Idol and, and he won it 2019, he hasn't really had any huge success since so this has really been his launch this is this is when people have 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 noticed him and and realized oh my god who is this guy uh his personality uh how he sings his voice uh his uh, his history uh coming to sweden as a refugee after after living in a in a refugee camp in uganda for s- several years when he was a kid first and uh, there are so many so many parts of this story together with his amazing performance that is so strong he's got a very very strong voice and uh, a song that is extremely contemporary, uh, very much uh, in the vibes of uh, The weekend, for instance, um, which is absolutely 2021. That's that's where music is supposed to be now. And how much does this victory mean to Tusa? You were telling me just before we were recording how busy you were 
at the press center last night. I saw a video on your Instagram where Tusa was outside with uh, with his songwriters Lanier and Joy Deb, as well as as Jimmy Joker, and they were having such a party outside. This clearly means the world to Tusa. Definitely, this is the biggest thing that's happened to him, uh, and he he's been talking about Melody Festival and how he has. Uh, felt like like a, a tourist uh, being able to to see uh, artists that he's been looking up to like like Charlotte Perelli or or Eric Sade and Danny uh, and and just to be on the same stage as they as they are and and this is this is it's huge because Tussi is still in school he describes himself as as a little bit of a um Oh, what's the English word for it? When when you take your studies really seriously and and you're aiming for the highest grades. Yeah, uh, yeah. We might say a nerd or something like that. No, no. Is that too? Bad. Is that too harsh? <laughs> yeah, no. I, because in, in Swedish, there's a word that's called plughest. It's it's kind of oh, you're one of those study study geeks or something like that. Uh, and and that's how he describes himself. Uh, but. Um, then he must focus on Rotterdam now and Eurovision. So uh, let's just hope that he can manage to finish school as well. But that's that's the thing. Melody Festival is done. He's won it. He's ticked it off the list. But he does now have to go to Rotterdam to the Eurovision Song Contest. You cover the contest as well for for Afton Blader in your in your day job. You must have been listening to the other songs that have been selected. How do you think his song is going to work? How is it going to stand out for Sweden in May? Well, uh, we we haven't since we haven't heard all the songs yet. Uh, um, it's it's a little bit tough to say, but um, w- what is important to know is that that there isn't really one one favorite. Uh, I'm I'm quite sure that he might do fairly well, but on the other hand, when we have this type of landslide victory as we had in Sweden this year, uh, the Eurovision result isn't as important because the Swedish audience has chosen the only option for them. This was the only option to send to Eurovision because this was the main favorite for everyone in every age group. And when you have a hit like that, that is the only option to send. And then it doesn't really matter uh, how it fares in Eurovision. You mentioned there, of course, it, it was the the only choice effectively because of the landslide victory. There was, of course, another 11 artists who were there on the stage on Saturday night. Um, I've been looking at social media over the last week and we discussed it last week on the podcast where a lot of people seem to think it was really between Tusa, Eric and Dotter. And one of the things that surprised me, at least, was the fact that the Mamas again edged Dotter by just that one point to take third place. Were you surprised by that? What, what, the thing is, uh, this has been quite funny, what you mentioned, that, that people were talking about uh, Tusse, Eric Sade and Dotter, uh, because uh, me and my colleagues have been for weeks wo- uh, raising our fingers saying, do not forget about the mamas. So I, I, was, I wasn't surprised that they took third place. I do remember as well, if you want to listen back, uh, Toby joined us last week and he did say on the podcast last week, do not forget about the mamas. He's not making it up. He did say it last week and we all ignored him, how wrong we were to do so. Another result for me that uh, that stands out was uh, Clara Klingenstrom. Um, she came in fifth place overall and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, third in the televote as well. What do you think it was about her that managed to to get the, the Swedish public on side? This is something uh, that tends to happen in Sweden. And, and this year it happened both with Tusse and with Clara Klingenström, that the audience feels like, 
they are discovering some someone new and and first of course had his his victory in idol uh, uh, coming into melody festival and but with clara klingenstam she came from from nowhere and uh, this tends to happen uh, once in a while in in melody festival and that that's somebody that you haven't heard of before that hasn't um, perhaps hasn't even released any music or just a few singles or something shows up and and strikes a chord in in the audience heart it's it's quite often um a, a solo artist female or male singing uh, a ballad from the heart uh something that is really closely connected to themselves and with a personal story out of some uh, on 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 some level uh, and that is what happened here uh, she's been streaming really really well as well uh, and this is the major, if, if we exclude Tusa from that since he won Idol, this is the major breakthrough this year. And uh, I'm sure that she will uh, be played on the, on the Swedish radio channels that, that, that play Swedish music. She will be, the song will be played for a year or two at least. Now, it may sound like I'm getting ahead of myself, but uh, let's do it anyway. Is she the sort of artist who you expect to see back next year? And in that as well, what can we expect from next year? Have you got, again, like I say, I might be getting ahead of myself, but can you sort of predict who who was taking part on Saturday night might like to return again? Or is there any new coming artists that are, that are already eyeing coming back because just because of how big Melfest was this year? Well, uh, first of all, I'm not sure Clara Klingenstrom should come back next year because uh, this being such a personal song, I think that she should uh, she should probably um, work on her music and all that, and she might return later on. But I I think that she would. Uh, it, it's it's fair to say that coming back the next year after this type of success, it's not very easy to top that. Uh, so she might want to wait a few years. There are, of course, several artists from this year that would like to come back next year. Uh, but since this year also had a lot of returning artists, I don't think we could expect the Mamas. I don't think we could expect Dotter to come back next year. I, I doubt it if, if Danny or Eric Sade would ever even consider it or Charlotte Perelli. Um, however, I do think that, that for instance, Lilla Sister, the, 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 the rock group, uh, they had such an amazing experience. Uh, so so uh, I, I could very much, well, I could very well see them wanting to try to return next, next year. And then you asked, are there artists that are looking into this now for next year? Uh, because uh, the competition has done well. I'm quite sure that several artists are doing it. And there were a lot of artists that didn't get a place in this year. I know that Sandro Cavasso, for instance, Cavassa, uh, he's the voice that sings Avicis without you. Uh, he's the voice in that song. Yeah, he tried to get into Melfest this year, but his songs didn't cut it. Uh, and I'm quite sure that that Melfest wants him in, but they want him in with a really, really strong entry. Uh, so that's uh, that's somebody to to eye for next year. The man of the moment, the man who has been the man of the moment, at least for the last 20 years, he has hosted every single show this year in 2021. Krista Bjorkman. Toby, can you just give us an idea about how important this man has been for Melfest over the last two decades and how how big of a loss he will be, because this is the last time he's going to work on Melody Festivalen. 
Christy Bjorkman is the sole person who has made Melody Festivalen into uh, the success it is. Uh, Christy Bjorkman is a fanboy. He's a Eurovision fanboy uh, who uh, who's, uh, who loves and breathes the competition all year round, all day around, 24-7. And, and he has brought this engagement into his work. Um, and, you know, people, people who has a hobby that they can combine into work, they tend to, uh, to do it so wholeheartedly so that it, it doesn't matter uh, what time of day it is, if you get an idea, uh, you will you will write it down and you you will add it to 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 your list of things to do uh, because it's both your hobby and your work uh, and a lot of people uh, doesn't uh, doesn't realize that that his engagement and his enthusiasm for the competition has led to this and SVT now has to basically replace him with three four or five people working full time to do what Krista has done alone for twenty years. Uh, th this is how much uh, he has meant for the competition. He needs to be replaced by, by a handful of people um, to, to be able to do perhaps not even as much as he has done on his own uh, because of how much he cares for the competition, how much he loves the competition and how much he, uh, he wants the competition to grow and evolve and, uh, and uh, become... Uh, bigger and greater. And do we know who is going to be taking his place? Have you got a, an idea of? Oh yeah, who, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Uh, Karin Gunnarsson has 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 uh, has been the uh, the competition producer or assistant competition producer the last five years. Going going next to Kirsi Bjorkman. This is something that I'm a little bit confused about because, out of some reason, international fans are thinking that, oh, there's an open position here. Uh, so who, who will it be? Who will it be? No, no, no. This has been this has been set for the last five years. Uh, Karin Gunnarsson, who is the competition producer right now, uh, she, uh, she uh, has for the last five years done that uh, and, and, and basically been uh, Chris Bjorkman's trainee uh, for that. Uh, so, so this year was the first time that she was uh, the head of competition, uh, whereas she's been the assistant head of competition uh, previously. Um, and uh, from next year, she, she will just continue doing what she has been doing the last five years. But with that said, uh, Karin will not be Sweden's head of delegation in Eurovision. Uh, that will instead be uh, uh, Lotta Furebeck, who has been uh, one of the main choreographers and, and um, the head of staging during Melfest for the last five or six years. Uh, she will take Chris's role as head of delegation during Eurovision, because as I've understood it, Karen isn't as good with staging and, and stage sets. So uh, uh, in Eurovision, when the song has already been chosen, when the artist has, has already competed and won in Sweden, we uh, uh, SVT needs to send somebody as head of delegation that can understand how to make a Eurovision performance stand out. So, so uh, there uh, SVT will use another person in that, in that sense. And there are lots of these assistant positions within the Melfest uh, production right now that has been added to the production to replace what Krista has done on his own the last 20 years. 
And very quickly, let's, let's touch on 2022, where hopefully Melfest will be back touring Sweden, back into the arenas. How exciting will it be to see Melody Festival and back in the big arenas, back around Sweden for all the viewers to see again? Uh, I will not uh, take that for granted. Uh, I haven't taken anything for granted during uh, the pandemic, and uh, that has proven to be the best uh, the best way to do it. Uh, I spoke to somebody that has been uh, working with Melody Festivalen for um, more than ten years uh, yesterday, uh, and that person said that we should probably count on Melfest next year not being a chore either. Uh, this is speculation, of course, but it takes a year to set a tour up and they need to start planning for that now and who dares starting to plan for something like that when we don't know when the pandemic will end toby thank you so much very for joining sad, us very sad very <laughs> sad last oh god that sounded so depressing but yeah i'm i'm gonna be that guy another sad moment uh we've got to say goodbye this is the last episode of melfest monday and this is the last time you'll be appearing so thanks so much again for, for being Thank a part you so of it. much for having me. I'm, 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 it's been very exciting to, to be a part of, of, of your podcast. It's very fun to, to be here. Thank you so much. So there he was, Toby Eck. Thank you so much to him for joining us on yet another episode of Melfest Monday. It's always fantastic to get his unique insight into Melody Festival. And he has a, he has a certain way with words and he, he always manages to, uh, to give us a little bit of a story. So big thanks to him yet again for joining us. Uh, but we are still joined by Bella Christ, who was, of course, one of the commentators, the English language commentators for Melfest on Saturday night. And we're just going to look ahead to Eurovision with her now. First of all, before we look ahead to 2021, Bella, you are a massive Eurovision fan, it has to be said. Uh, yes, that, that would be true. I, I do remember especially when Charlotte Perelli won. Uh, that was a big night and that's maybe potentially where it all started. Um, I have so many great memories from Eurovision nights. When Lorraine won, it was my 25th birthday. I was surrounded with all my friends and it was just the best night ever and I still get chills whenever I hear that first you know tone from that song um I just love it I love the the whole idea of it you know all these people coming together from all different countries for the love of music you know I love music of all kinds from pop to metal and I just love the, the variety the diversity that comes with the competition and uh, it's just such a such a magical world somehow Eurovision um I've always been a huge fan so and I, I've said it before but I'll say it again you know especially maybe this year it's uh, even more so that what we what we need in these difficult times so yes very excited for Eurovision 2021. We'll, we'll talk about 2021 in a moment but I, I can't remember whether or not I've shared this anecdote before on this podcast James tell me if I'm wrong but I was at university when uh, Lorene won uh, Eurovision and I uh, knocked myself out because I was so excited. Uh, we, <laughs> we were in halls and uh, I, I ran, uh, I went to run to the next door flat to say, oh, the best song ever is just won Eurovision and completely forgot being six foot four that the door frame is slightly too, too short. And I just ran straight into the door frame and, uh, and then had to take myself to A&E the next day with a concussion. <laughs> So that was. Oh that, no! So that was my memory of uh, my memory, or indeed lack of memory of uh, of Lorraine winning winning Eurovision. James, knocked and, out by Euphoria. I know, literally, literally, James. <laughs> I don't know if you've got an equal story. You were probably about three when Lorraine won. 
<laughs> I do. Uh, I certainly remember. Uh, I certainly remember Lorene winning. Uh, it was Mons winning in 2015, um, and I was only just getting introduced to to alcohol for the first time. And let's put it one way: I had uh, one too many, uh, shall we say, and uh, had had a bit of a bit of a bad head the next morning. Let's put it that way. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, we have. No, well, especially when Eurovision involved. I remember getting incredibly, uh, incredibly damp when Mons won Eurovision because I was in Vienna. I was in the fan village in Vienna, and the Saturday night was very, very wet. So, oh, was, of course, yeah. Just remember being a little bit chilly. But, uh, mm. but anyway, we digress. Twenty twenty one, Bella. I think, mm. and me and James have had this conversation before that the quality in twenty twenty one of Eurovision, uh, the songs that we've got, is is higher than ever before and and especially reflective of of current chart music as well it seems to be really reflective of of the stuff that you could hear away from the contest as well absolutely I mean I yeah just banger after banger this year absolutely um yeah it's going to be a great one I thought it was a shame last year when they didn't go to compete with those songs and then this year they're back with just like fire you know it's great I can't wait how well do you think Tusa will do this year. Uh, we were speaking to, to Toby Eck a little bit earlier on and he was saying, you know, top 10, top five would be expected. Do you expect that? Would you, you know, is, is that what you would hope for at least? Oh, that's a really difficult question. Of course, as a Swede, I hope that we do well. And I, I, I really want that for Tusa as well. And I think Mon said it yesterday as well, you know, go on, go and give us another win. That would be great. Uh, you know, Christa's last year and all that as well. Um, but... I mean, yes, of course, I would hope for a win or a top five or a top 10. Uh, I did spot, as mentioned, that he was sort of just his sort of top four at the minute. Uh, and I think we we're starting to get almost near to having all entries in now. So I don't know. I, I, I like to not have any expectations, really. I think with Eurovision, personally, I, you know, I listen to all the tracks and then I pick my sort of favorites and then I... I kind of hope for those, but it doesn't really, well, I don't know. I'm about to say that I don't think it matters who wins. No, that's not true. Of course, yes. <laughs> I wanted to come back to Sweden again so that we can have Eurovision here. Very quickly, I've got to ask, what are your plans for, for May, for Rotterdam, for Eurovision 2021? Will you be like us, the rest of the fans sitting on the, the sofa at home with uh, with all of your Swedish chips and dips? Yeah, tell me <laughs> tell me the dips coming back for, for, for Eurovision week, Bella, please. <laughs> Um, most likely I will be sitting on my sofa with my group chats discussing everything going on 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 the screen and with I'm gonna I'm gonna put out I'm gonna have at least two different dips at least two different herby crisps maybe some salty licorice you know it's gonna be great but I'm of course keeping my calendar open should SVT or anyone else you know require commentary services uh, <laughs> no I, I very much expect to be uh I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. And, um, you know, we were saying last year, me and my friends, that we were hoping that, you know, for next year's Eurovision, we could all be together again. And I don't expect that to be the case this year, but maybe next year we can all be gathered physically as well for Eurovision. Yeah, and maybe, maybe Melody Festival in 2022, we can all be having this conversation in person in Stockholm after an amazing final. That's the dream. That would be lovely, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Bella, on behalf of, of us and all of our all of our listeners, thank you so much for giving us uh, a brilliant, brilliant uh, 
show on Saturday and letting giving us a little window into what's actually going on. Because most of the time, as an English speaker, we just sit there and go, oh, that looks fun. Not quite sure what's going on. But you gave us that insight finally. So that was brilliant. And, um, and thank you so much for, for joining us on the podcast as well. No, thank you. Thank you for your kind words. And thank you so much for, for having us. And I know Olivia really wanted to make it as well, but she couldn't, unfortunately. And I couldn't have been happier to have her as my co-commentator. She was absolutely brilliant. So thank you to Olivia as well. So there it is. Melfest Monday from us here at the Europe trip is done and dusted. And what a seven weeks it has been, Rob. We have had an absolute ride bringing everybody at home a little bit closer to Melody Festivalen. Yeah, I've never felt closer to Melody Festivalen. And, and that's, you know, thanks to doing this podcast. I felt like I knew the artists. It was brilliant to chat to as many of them as we did over the course of the competition. And and really just to hear from people that you don't necessarily normally hear from. Brilliant people like Gustav Darlander and Toby Eck and Dia Norberg and Stina and oh Bella today. Just brilliant. You were getting yourself into a very tricky situation there when you started to reel off some names because you knew as much as I did that you were never going to remember everybody who's joined us on the podcast, were you? And I absolutely still have an Axel as well, Axel Schillström. Not, not, to, be, uh, not to be forgotten. Absolutely. We have had an absolute delight speaking to all of these people in Sweden who love Melfest just as much as we do, just as much as you do, uh, sitting there listening to us at home. What a ride it's been, and we've got a fantastic winner out of it. Tusa with Voices will, of course, be representing Sweden at this year's Eurovision Song Contest. It's been a fantastic seven weeks. It really has. Uh, Before we say goodbye, which we're going to do in a second... Also, massive thanks uh, to our supporters for this podcast as well. Standout Travel, brilliant to have them along. And don't forget to uh, check them out for all of your travel needs when we finally can, when you want to book that next trip to Sweden. Uh, again, check them out, standouttravel.se. Yeah, that's absolutely right. A big thanks to them. A big thanks to everyone who's joined us. We've said that about 17 times, but we, we mean it. We really appreciate everybody who's donated time to join us to talk about Melfest. And uh, most importantly, of course, uh, a big thanks to you for listening week in, week out. Uh, this is the best part of it for us, to bring it to you. Because, of course, as fans, most years for us, we just sit and watch the sh- show on a Saturday night and don't get anything else. So hopefully you've enjoyed having this extra little dose of Melfest every single Monday. Let us know what you thought of this episode, any of the previous episodes, of course. If you want to do this weird thing where you listen to an episode about Melody Festival and where we're previewing a show that's already happened and we already know the winner, uh, you're very welcome to. There is a a whole back catalogue of of Melfest Monday episodes for you to listen to. But Melfest Monday may be over, but the Eurotrip is not, and we will continue to be with you every single Wednesday, bringing you all of the latest from the world of the Eurovision Song Contest uh, between here and Rotterdam and beyond. Indeed, we will. Uh, But for me also, before I go, let me just say that I am, as we speak, downloading as much as you should as well, Rob, Duolingo, uh, so we can brush up on our Swedish a little bit more. Because you know as well as we do that some of our Swedish pronunciations have been appalling. Uh, I mean, just thinking of Arvin Garner. We all know that is not how you say Arvin Garner. I think it's uh, Arvingana. I think that would be a better pronunciation. So I'm going to hope that we bring Melfest Monday back next year and our Swedish pronunciations will be a hell of a lot better.
yeah, a massive apology from me specifically to uh, Clara Klingenstrom, whose name I absolutely massacred about two weeks ago. And as you heard there, still continue to do so. So uh, Clara, uh, well done. Uh, you did really well in the final. Uh, but from me, uh, apologies that I can't quite say your name right. It's fun nonetheless. You still know who we are talking about. Anyway, that's quite enough from us. We are done, as Rob said a little bit earlier on. We will be back, of course, on Wednesday for your usual episode of the Eurotrip. So from me, for the final time on Melfast Monday, it's goodbye. And from me, for the final time on Melfast Monday, it's goodbye. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.